Happy New Year, Jets fans. The Jets will end their season and start the calendar year in Foxborough against the Patriots. What a bad year it's been for the Pats, and what a terrible, disappointing season it's been for the Jets. Makes for the perfect matchup in Week 18. We'll preview the game, make our picks, talk about where it means for the Tankathon standings, whichever team wins and whichever team loses. The Jets have a few Pro Bowlers. Dalvin Cook has been released and we answer your Twitter mailbag questions. It's all coming up next on the first episode of 2024 of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. Now, I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only for you guys would I do this. Only okay. on Gangs All Here. We love it. Happy New Year. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, Jets fans. It's our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here, Brian Costello there at Jake Brown Radio and at Brian Cos on Twitter. Happy New Year, Cos. I think it, it might be the last day or two you're allowed to say. I think you get to like the fourth or the fifth and then time's up and then you move on to the next holiday. Um, it's finally here, Cos. The last game of this miserable season. It's the fourth full season of this podcast, fifth in total. And the team has just been garbage the whole time. And we thought this year would be different. If it makes it another year, I think next year could be the year it's finally talking about a winner. But for now, cause uh, a six and ten season, and fittingly enough, it ends in Foxborough. Yeah, I mean, at least it ends in Foxborough, Jake. At least this game has some juice to it, right? I mean, imagine if this was just like you know playing out the string. I mean, they always play a division opponent, so but but the, but New England is more interesting than Buffalo or Miami, unless you were playing spoiler. I guess in Buffalo you might be playing spoiler, but at least there's the streak. Can they end the streak of 15 games? Uh, there's the intrigue about Belichick. You know, where are you at, Jake? Do you want them to win this game and end the streak, or do you want them to lose and potentially move up in the draft? I think any Jet fan, and listen, this isn't about tanking. This is about the future of both franchises. Any fan that's all in on winning this game, I think, is dumb. I think you're in a terrible spot if, if you win because then the Patriots – could potentially go to two. Right now, uh, they're at three. 
They could potentially be the second pick, and they're going to get one of these quarterbacks. And like you might yeah, get beat we up all, another. We all know. Year. We all know if you draft a quarterback at number two, that's automatically a Hall of Famer. Oh. <laughs> right? Unless you're the, unless you're the wait, New York wait, Jets. Wait, wait, uh, wait. <laughs> that's another storyline that'll be. Uh, I was going to say Zach Wilson final game ball, final game with a clipboard on the sideline. Maybe I just think you're putting them in a spot where they're basically almost a lock to get either Caleb Williams or Drake May if they lose this game. Where if they win this game. Maybe they lose out on two. Maybe they got to draft Jaden Daniels. Who knows how the chips may fall? That's for a later date. But win the I just game. think you're win the game. Win the game. I, I, the, ending the streak would be nice. But what does it mean? The Patriots are a laughing stock, just like the Jets are. So winning this game, you wouldn't want to see Belichick in his last game. I guess that storyline would be cool. But then what if he comes back? And who knows? Yeah, it might. Yeah. It might not be. Like if it ends up his last game in the future, okay, we find out in a couple of weeks. It's a cool, great story. Jets win. I think it would be good to get that off the schneid going into next year, but I also just think it means nothing. I'm not going to be like, you know, on first down, be like, throw a pick, throw a pick. But like, I hope the end result is a Jets loss. And if it's not, whatever. I thought like, cause I've had this conversation with, tons of people like with the jets who don't like they get frustrated with the, when the fans are like tank 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 or whatever and I, the fans i talk to mostly aren't tank i thought the giants result last week was the ultimate perfect game for a fan of a team who's out of it right like the giants played the rams they get the punt return they're in the game like they, they're like it's close it's exciting you have something to watch until the end of the fourth quarter but they lost so they didn't hurt their draft position, but you got to be entertained for three hours on Sunday afternoon. You got to root for your team. Like I'm sure the Giants fans were pulling for their team to win, but when they ultimately lost, they probably were like, "All right, that's not that bad." Or where are uh, get Tankathon up? Where are we on? Where are we in the draft order? Like right? Like to me, watching that on Sunday, I was like, "This, this is the game you want." Because like Jets fans are were annoyed about the, the Cleveland game. Like they're I, they were annoyed about that. And because the jets were not competitive in the first half at all. And I, I don't think fans want to see that. I think they want to see close losses when their team is out of it. Exactly. Give me a moral victory. That's what I want. That was a moral <laughs> victory for the giants. I'll yeah. take a moral victory. As long as it just doesn't count like a W in the standings, because listen, if they win this game, there's a chance they fall to 12 and that is massive. Like you could lose out on one or, or two of the, of the top I, offensive lineman. I know. I, so I just think with how bad this season is, God, you got to come out of it with a franchise playmaker. And listen, you could come up with that at 12. It's not like it ends yeah. in the top 10, but I think a better chance being in the top 10. Yeah. You, your odds are definitely better, but I mean, you just, I'm sorry. I have such fatigue with the draft picks and like jets have blown so many picks <laughs> and like, you're, you're looking at going like I, I just don't think it guarantees anything if you're in the top ten. It's yes, you have better odds for sure, but uh, you can get good players outside of the top ten. And really, what the Jets have to do with the draft is they have to draft better on day two and day three of the draft. Like that's where they're getting nothing right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't know, I mean, Michael Carter II is an exception, right? He's doing well. A Brees Hall was a high second round pick. I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking more third, fourth, fifth rounds, like getting getting something out of those rounds and the Jets aren't have not gotten much out of that in a long time. To me, that's where, that's where the Jets are going to turn things around because they need depth. They need, you know, they need to do that, but you're right. I mean, the tackles will be gone if they're drafting too far down. I don't know. You play to win the game, Jake, as, as a wise Herm Edwards once said. 
I hate to say I'd probably take Herm at this point uh, over Robert Sala. Well, we'll see how the tankathon standings fall. The Giants play the Eagles. They're five. The Chargers play the Chiefs without Mahomes. They're six. And the Titans play the Jaguars who need to win to win the division. So it's a big game for the Jaguars. The Jets will do it without Zach Wilson still in concussion protocol. Trevor Simeon will start again. Cause it's over. I mean, this this is it, right? Zach Wilson error is over. We will not see him again in a Jets uniform. Yeah, I mean, you know me, Jake. I never say never. So I'd give it a 1% chance that he's back next year just because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, both sides need a fresh start. I think uh, the Jets need to move on. I think Zach needs to move on. You know, I'm not with Robert Sala with like, oh, he's going to have this great career or anything. But Zach can do okay somewhere as a backup. I I think he proved this year he can be a backup quarterback. You know, for all the conversation we've had, Jake, about backup quarterbacks and did they screw up and stuff, he won five games, right, if I'm not mistaken, right? They have six wins. Simeon got one of them. I'm counting week one as a Zach start, even though Rogers started the game, you know, Zach played that whole game. So he won five games. That's pretty good for a backup quarterback. As much as Jets fans hate the fact that he was a backup, he, he proved to me that he can be a backup quarterback in the league. Uh, you just, you don't want him starting, you know, you don't want him starting 10 games. You want him starting, if he has to start three games, you can live with that. And that's kind of what you have as a backup quarterback. I hope I never hear his name mentioned with the Jets again. I cannot wait till the, the, the I get the, whether, whether it's you or whoever it is, the Twitter notification of Zach Wilson has been released. Do you think, because it's weird now, like, does can you even trade him now that he's coming off the concussion and yeah, injuries? That won't, like, affect, that won't affect the trade, Jake. I mean, sixth round not. pick, seventh round pick. It's not going to be fifth anymore. Yeah, I, I, I'm skeptical that you can get anything for him, to be honest. Uh, I've been all along, but maybe. You know, um, you know, I've talked to somebody who said, oh, is a first round, you know, if any first round pick, you should be able to get a day three pick for him. I don't know. I, I just think there's so much bad tape out there of Zach Wilson. I think that's going to be hard. Like it's like the, the Josh Rosen comparison is the one, right? Like Josh Rosen got traded from Arizona to Miami, but I think that was after his rookie year, right? Uh, he just hadn't played a whole lot. So I think there was still belief, oh, you can fix him. Zach's played three years and then the results have pretty much been the same. So I'm not sure. There might be somebody out there who says, ah, we can fix him. I don't know. I think they're going to probably end up releasing him. What's scary is that if they do get a pick, there's a chance that pick has a better career than Zach Wills. And the sixth or seventh round, there is a chance. It's, small it's chance. There's a small chance. Yeah. A very small it's chance. I usually have good careers. But yeah. Hey, listen, Brock Purdy, don't tell Brock Purdy that or, you know, no. Tom Brady's of the world. Easy. So pull- exceptions. Yeah, there's a few exceptions. So maybe the Jets will get one of those exceptions. But yeah, it's, it'll be a sigh of relief once that news hits. And we might have to do an emergency podcast just, just for that news because it'll be the official end of an era. Well, it was the end of an era for Dalvin Cook, and uh, you were spot on when he said you didn't like the move. Man, I, I was wrong, and I can't say I didn't like it, because at the time, I loved it. I was like, oh, $8 million, one year. You know, it doesn't really, it didn't really harm them much. You could say it harmed them in terms of maybe they couldn't get off at the line help or a, a quarterback for a couple million, so financially, maybe it did strap them. I don't think he was bad in the locker room. He just, one, didn't look like he was the same player, and two, didn't get a ton of opportunities. 67 carries, 214 yards, and there was a time where you were climbing for him to get some chances, and they just kept feeding Brees. He didn't get many shots. So, guys, $8 million later, I think it was like 80000 a touch later, Dalvin Cook era with the Jets is over, and he'll have a chance to go to a contender now. 
it's a little less than eight million. G. I think it's like six point eight or something like that. They ended up paying him, but he, uh, yeah, I players are free agents for a reason in August, right? I've said that a million times here. Ryan Khalil was a free agent for a reason in August when the Jets signed him. Dwayne Brown was a free agent for a reason in August when they signed him. Dalvin Cook, like it's just it's it's a dangerous game, and you can find players at that time, but they better be coming on a pretty big discount. And not, uh, Joe Douglas seems to want to spend a lot of money in August, which to me is crazy because you you just like you said, it, it, a one year contract doesn't do much harm long term, right? There's no long term damage here, but I do think that they could have used that money elsewhere. And when when the lot like there's not. Again, there's no one great available at that point, but quarterbacks, when you start talking about like after Aaron went down, you know, maybe they would have had more money to spend on a quarterback. Uh, I don't think that was the primary issue there, but theoretically they would have had more money. Uh, I, I just, the signing never made sense to me from the beginning. And then it made less sense to me when they didn't use them. Cause at least I, I didn't think, I just didn't think he had much left. I, I didn't think the Jets were just not going to use him at all. And then like, I thought Jake, I thought he looked slow in the beginning of the year. And the, but then the Las Vegas game, I've talked about this before. He has like two runs of like eight and 10 yards, and then I'll give him the ball again. That made no sense to me. He's shown flashes in the last two months, I'd say. There's, there's been, there's some runs where you're like, oh, there's something there. Uh, there was a home game. I can't remember which one, Jake. You might remember Falcons, Texans, like that, somewhere in that streak where he had a series. They gave him a series and he, he carried the ball pretty well. I think he ended up fumbling later in that game. I just can't remember which game that was. But there, there's some there's some juice left in his legs. I would think a playoff team would probably add him to the practice squad. And then if they're they need a running back, you know, maybe he gets a shot. I, I can't see him getting a ton of carries, but he might be a good complimentary back in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it was the Falcon game. He had nine for 35. So I assume it was mm-hmm. that one. He might have a few long. Yeah, they ones. gave him like a series. They gave him a series. Remember, and he, he ran the ball really well. And then he came out and then he went back in and he fumbled the ball. I mean, the telling sign, Cods, is he had more fumbles than touchdowns this season. And that is yeah, just I mean, remarkable. And, like, can 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 the Jets move past signing the old running back, please? Like, how many times? Like, it worked with LaDainian. It worked with LaDainian. Like, yeah, it didn't work with Chris Johnson. It didn't work with Le'Veon. didn't work with Matt Forte. It didn't work with Dalvin Cook. Like, let's move on. That's a position where you want some young legs. Yeah, well, if it was Brees' call, he said, get no one and I'll take the rock every time. But the way, you know, yeah. the revenge tweets coming out there, uh, that was a big story this week. You know, I love the confidence and Brees has been awesome. But he said, telling you all now, 2024, I will be a top running back. I will be in the Pro Bowl. I will be an all pro and it will continue years after that. Well, Dalvin Cook wasn't a Pro Bowler. Neither was Brees Hall. Interesting. Uh, Sauce Gardner and Quentin Williams make the Pro Bowl as starters. Cause I don't know how Quincy Williams did not get in. You know, it's the Pro Bowl. Who really cares in Orlando? Remember, Jake, no one plays anymore. It's not a game anymore. It's like uh, they play like dodgeball and crap. I didn't even realize that. There's no yeah, game no whatsoever. No, if you look at like if you look at the language from like the league yesterday, the players were selected for the Pro Bowl games. So, yeah, they like they do like skills dodgeball? competitions. I'm making up dodgeball. I don't remember. I think there's dodgeball. I, I might kinda, be making up. That'd be kind of fun, actually. Or they have like a throwing contest with the quarterbacks and like, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, I'm, it's just, it's goofy. Pro Bowls, the Pro Bowl, like, look, I think it's meaningless. I think it's stupid. I think what you want is the all pro team. I think that's, that's, that's really the honor that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But players care, Jake. Like they care about the Pro Bowl. Like there's like well, cause there's I, stuff in their contract too. If they make it, just, they can get it. It's not just right? that. It's not that. Because some of them are young. Some of them don't have that. Some of them, the rookie deals don't have that. Like some of them have, 
you can get an escalator like Sauce will get an escalator for his fifth year thing. But I don't think it's money. I just think they want to be recognized, like because they, they they care though. But to me, Pro Bowl is meaningless. Uh, Quincy, I, I just don't know what the other linebackers have done, Jake. Like that, that's the hard part of this is like when you cover a team. Like Quincy's had a good year, so he kind of tailed off a little bit. You know, he had a really hot start and then tailed off, but. I don't know, you know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, I think who the linebackers? They were the Ravens guys, right? Roquan. Yeah, mostly Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, which obviously the Ravens have had a great season, so I'm sure those guys have played very, really well. That defense is really good. Yeah, I mean, I get it. it's an ego thing, and then they look back in their career and they could say to their kids, their grandkids, you know, the girlfriends, the baby mamas, the wife, the whatever it is, they could say, "I was a seven-time Pro Bowler." Um, so yeah. I think looking back in it, I could get it, especially the young guys, because when you have this miserable of a season, yeah, some of these guys becomes a me. I mean, we've seen these guys, you see Brees, you see sauce tweet about, Hey, I did this. I locked him down. They didn't throw to me. That's just the era we're in now is social media and, and me, me, me that, uh, it is a big deal to these guys, but I, I completely forgot that there's actually no, I, do you think there's a solve? Like they've tried it after the super bowl. They've tried it before the super bowl. Like, is there maybe a month later you do it in March, you do a flag football? There's, there's no solve where you, you're risking injury, right? Yeah, you're risking injury. I mean, it's a football is a hard to get hard game to play at half speed. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like you watch the NBA all-star game, they don't play defense. You know, it's just kind of a run around, not even hard. I, I don't even want to call it a pickup game because pickup games are more intense than that. They don't play defense. You know, baseball, baseball is a game you can kind of play as an exhibition and not risk injury any more than 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 any other time football is not like that so yeah i don't think there's any way to solve the pro bowl a cool thing for them to do with how big mike dup is every week in the social media content is have all the pro bowlers get together get in a room and film it and have the interactions film and then go through some of their best plays from season and maybe their career and have them watch it back and break down what happened and break down what worked and what didn't I think people are fascinated by that stuff. It sounds kind of dumb, but like I think it would be I don't great think people like are gonna watch that. or YouTube kind yeah, of stuff. I, I don't know if people are going to watch that like on a Sunday afternoon, Jake. Like, but like you're ready for That's the true. Super Bowl at that point. I don't know. Playing it back, maybe not in a certain day, but have it as a playback and do it on HBO, do it on whatever, yeah. on whatever channel. I think that would be fascinating for guys like us who love the sport just to watch guys talk about, you know, Tyreek talk about this play and how it materialized. I always find that content fascinating. So maybe that's part of these Pro Bowl games uh, along with dodgeball that they uh, play. Well, that is Pro Bowl and it was it's revenge week. I mean, a lot of guys, you know, were tweeting about Jermaine Johnson uh, said, y'all going to feel me next year. Quincy Williams said 2024, leave no doubt. So these guys are going to the offseason with a chip on their shoulder. Well, before the end of the offseason, they got to play one more game. It's Sunday, 1 p.m. on Fox, and they got the they got the Z-list broadcast crew, Chris Myers and Robert Smith. I'm sorry, guys, but that is, you know, they said, hey, Chris and Rob, you want to do this game? Like, not really. Oh, you're forced to. I think they wanted to play this game at, like, 9 a.m. Like, there's so many other games that mean something, and they're like, do we have to put this even at 1 p.m.? Well, it is. Yeah, it's probably, like, two weeks ago. It was probably, like, two weeks ago, Jake, when, like, there was so many teams still alive, right? I saw a chart that had like the week 18 and it was like this, this scene. And the only game that was meaningless was Jets Patriots at that point, you know, every other game had somebody playing for something. Obviously that's not the case now, but yeah, this is, this is a pretty dismal game, Jake. Maybe one or two others that don't have meaning, but they all, I feel like have. So Sunday Jaguars Titans one o'clock has meaning because the Jaguars are, 
trying to get into the playoffs. Vikings Lions has meaning for positioning. Falcons Saints has meaning for that division. Uh, Bucks Panthers meaning. Browns Bengals meaning. Uh, all the one o'clock games have meaning except Jets Pats. I don't think Vikings either. Lions has. I don't think Vikings Lions has any meaning, Jay. Lions are locked into the three seed. Okay, well that is still at least a playoff team in there. Yeah, I, I guess the Vikings are. Yeah, they're eliminated. Vikings are eliminated. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the one game, but at least it's a, a good team and. And the Vikings, yeah. I'm sure, uh, will want to close the season with a win. The Bucks Panthers interesting because if the Bucks lose, Saints win. The Saints end up winning the division. So the Baker Mayfield story could end. Well, Jets pads. Could it be Bill Belichick's last game? 15 straight wins against the Jets. Looking to sweep the Jets for an eighth straight season. It began in 2016, and it has not stopped. This game reminds me of like the, the Gase game against Belichick. If you remember where they declined the uh, delay a game on the punt and then he declined it back and you saw a Belichick smirk on his face. It has that kind of feel. It's it's like, all right, we're going to throw it right back at you. Does he even want to win this game that, you know, if, if he's gone, he doesn't care about the, who their future quarterback is, I would imagine. So he's going to coach the coach to win. I'm not saying that coach will lose, but that's an interesting side of it. Break down this game as best you can and make your pick. Oh, gosh. Uh, two good defenses, Jake. Patriots defense is good. They they played pretty well against the Bills last week. They've played better lately, the Patriots. They've, uh, they, you know, I think there's some, I've seen some stories out of New England. What if they went to Bailey Zappi earlier in the year? Like, would the season have been better? That kind of thing. It could be a foot of snow on the ground. Jake up in Foxborough is supposed to snow all day Sunday. So if this could be fun. Could be a snow game. Uh, I think it'll be low scoring. <laughs> like I say that every single week. But this is two two bad offenses against two good defenses. I think everyone's going to be thinking about where what beach they're going to be on by Wednesday, and so it's going to be some sloppy football. I'll go Patriots thirteen, Jets ten. I think it could end up being an ugly score, like a 12-11, kind of like three field goals and a safety. Uh, it's going to be disgusting, and yeah, the snow. What's adds, the line, Jake? What's the line? Uh, two and a half, and then the over under is thirty three. So I'd probably take the under. Who knows? Sometimes in these, like last week, who would have thought it would be a shootout between the Browns and Jets? So yeah, there was. I think the second half was nothing. Like the first half was a shootout. The second half was like no scoring, basically. Yeah, this will be a little different because weather. It looks like if it's not snow, it's going to lead to rain. So it's going to be hard to score that many points just because everyone's going to be fumbling and dropping the football. Um, And like you said, guys have their minds on Cancun and Cabo. That uh, I think it will be ugly. I think in Jetsian fashion, a game that would be better off they're going to lose. They're going to end up winning this game. Um, they're going to end the streak, and they're going to win. I'm going to I'm going to say something like a twelve to nine. I'll say twelve nine. It's going to be like yeah. four field goals to three. Jets win. Uh, and- Patriots secure the third pick in the draft. Jake, they all act like the streak doesn't matter, right? Like uh, Quincy Williams was actually honest the other day. He, but most of the players, coaches, oh, it doesn't matter. Just know. If the Jets win this game, do they celebrate it like they just won something? No. Like, you uh, know, like more than like more than beating the commanders. Do they celebrate this win? You celebrate the season's finally over. We can all pray I think back. they do. I, Jake, I think it's going to be – I think people are going to be annoyed if they win at how happy the Jets will be. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. They'd be thrilled to beat the Patriots. Like, I, I think these guys are so tired of hearing about the streak, you know, and most of the – like all of them haven't been here the whole time. I think probably Brent Boyer is probably the only person that's been with the Jets that whole time, but they're all tired. Of, you know, we ask them about it every time they play the Patriots. I think they, I think they'll be, this will be like a playoff win if they win this game for them. 
Yeah, I mean, if they win, I'm not going to lose sleep. They'll still, you know, get so good in the draft. But, you know, it'll be nice for the streak to end. But it, it really, in my mind, means nothing. I would love Rodgers to end the streak next season. What do you think of uh, the news of the Rodgers now? Is, is he going to get sued? The list? Uh, any any reaction to, to that that we could uh, say on this show without getting in trouble, you know? Uh, I don't think it was wise for him to say that. I think it's it's very tough to get sued for slander, Jake. There's a lot of like a lot of things you have to prove. Uh, like his Jimmy Kimmel's career has to be damaged, basically. So I'm not sure Rogers saying that's going to damage his career, but I do think Rogers gets a little too loose on the Pat McAfee show, and he's got to be more a little more careful about uh, what he says on there. I'm curious. I'm curious to see if he apologizes or he can't, you know, I don't think that's his style, but I'm curious to see what he does when he talks again. I'm curious, assuming McAfee show goes next year, if Roger's going to be a part of it and he's healthy and the Jets are playing, then it's going to get it. Then you're going to have stories to write because he might say stuff while playing that. Hey, we've had stories to write all year. Oh well, yeah, of course. Your post every Tuesday on NMIPost.com every Tuesday after he's talked on McAfee, I think. You just worry he said he didn't say anything too crazy while playing. And games it counts. So, uh, yeah, it's. I think he'll tone himself down if he's playing. I think he's probably losing his mind not being on the field there uh, with his guys. Well, we'll see how Jets-Patriots turns out. And uh, we will have the season finale show. I think we'll drop it Tuesday just because Monday, <laughs> with our luck, we'll drop it Monday morning and then Keith Carter's fired and something happens and Douglas says something. So to be safe, well, we hate to keep you waiting, guys, listeners waiting, but we might drop it on Tuesday after all the final press conferences. And then, you know, unfortunately, I'm not heading to Cabo or anything. I'm still here in Queens, so I'm not going on any vacation. Um, But it'll be nice to have a break. Well, coming up next on Gangs All Here, we'll answer your Twitter mailbag questions. Stay tuned. The team goes first. You know, the team, everything having to do with the team first, all the individual accolades and goals, that'll all follow if you're doing things the right way. You've got mail. Gang's all here podcast, New York Post, Jake Brown, Brian Costello, our season finale preview episode and the season finale episode coming on Tuesday. Let's go to our X mailbag. God, I still hate calling it X. I hate that it's X. So in reply to at Brian Cos on Twitter, we got a bunch of good questions. So let's rip them up right now. Was everyone nice, Jake? Was everyone nice to me? For the most part, yeah. No cause hate, no JK. That's a surprise. No one said anything bad about me on here, so that's nice. Um, But here we go. Uh, Let's start with a loyal listener, Israel DMS7. How unrealistic is it to think Devontae Adams, David Bakhtari, and Aaron Jones could all be on the Jets roster next season? Yeah, I think that's unrealistic. That's a lot. What's what's Aaron Jones' situation, Jake? I don't know. Is he is he going to be a free agent? I got to check that. That's the one. That's the one. I don't. I they really should not sign David Bakhtiari. I understand he's friends with Aaron, but like you're trying to stabilize the line and get healthy. Like he's been, he's had a lot of injuries. He's older. I would not sign David Bakhtiari. I think Devontae Adams, there's a lot of ifs there. If the Raiders trade him, it's the biggest one. Uh, like the Raiders are going to be hiring a GM and a head coach. Maybe they'll keep the interim guys. Uh, will the, Aaron will Jones has up? one year left, by the way. Aaron Jones, one year oh, left, so 11 million on the contract. You know, unless they're cutting him, I guess the Packers could cut him. Yep. But yeah, I don't think that's realistic. I think, and Devontae, we've talked about it before. Um, do you give up a first round pick for an older wide receiver? Uh, I think the Jets have too many other needs to do that. 
and then they don't have a second round pick, so you can't even really go there. So I, I, and to me, I don't think any of those three guys are going to end up on the Jets. Yeah, I've changed my mind on Devontae, honestly. I think with the luck the Jets have had with older players coming here, Aaron Rodgers, whoever it may be, I'd rather not. I'd rather not trade the capital and, and use that to get an offensive line help and, and go in free. And so I'm with you there. If it happens, I'm fine with it. But I just think the risk and with how bad the Jets' luck has been, their luck, he'll be hurt. Or I mean, he's coming off his worst year. I mean, I know he had no quarterbacks there, really. But Devontae coming off his worst year. Rodgers came off his worst year coming here. So I'd rather go down the Mike Evans well or T. Higgins, whoever it may be. From Jay Collins965, do you think Douglas will trade down in the first round and get more picks? And will he pursue T. Higgins? Uh, it's way too soon to know about the draft, like trading down. Like we won't we won't actually know, you know, until we get there. But you got to see kind of how it's going to fall. Who's moving up is always the question. Everybody always wants to trade down and get more picks. Are there going to be players that teams want to trade up for? Where will the Jets be? You know, how far are they trading down? That kind of thing. You know, to me, I think the Jets need need good players. I would not. I would not be trading down too much. I, I don't think the holes. I think the quantity isn't as high as the, they need quality now. They need quality players. In the past, it's been the opposite. They needed more players. But I would be holding on to the pick, uh, you know, unless some great offer came along. And T. Higgins, yeah, I think he'll pursue T. Higgins. He's nuts if he doesn't pursue T. Higgins, right? That's that's the guy to me that's in his prime that, that you know, if the Bengals let him walk and hit free agency, that's the guy you go after. Yeah, and Higgins' numbers don't jump out at you, but he's playing with Jamar Chase, and, and they have other guys here, Joe Mixon. So it'll be interesting to see if he came here, if those numbers go up. And with Aaron Rodgers, of course. Um, I agree. I think you just need players. Why trade down, especially if you win this game and you fall like 11 or 12? I think you've, you've already traded down by winning the game. So are you going to tr- trade more down and go down to 20? I mean, then you really won't get an elite offensive lineman. So I think it, it could depend, too, on what happens this weekend. From Hair Club Prez, he first says, thanks for making a crappy season as fun as it could be. Well, you're welcome. And any chance we see new senior offensive staff? Pie in the sky would be Greg Roman or Frank Reich, but I don't see any high level, even Mike LaFleur or Lowell, coming to Jets because coaching lame duck status, I'd settle for a real O-line coach. Okay, a lot, a lot there. I don't think any high-level changes are going to be made in terms of the Hackett. I think he's going to be back. Do they, do they maybe give him more help, like another like a senior advisor type of person maybe could they change our line coaches maybe i know i know robert sala really liked keith carter sala was the driving force behind bringing keith carter here so is he going to cut him loose i'm not sure uh i think that's a possibility so i think it's going to be more i think there'll be changes in the offensive staff i just don't think it's going to be at the top level rocket jet 12 a few weeks ago did woody jump the gun by announcing that Sala and douglas will be back next year especially since other teams did well who lost their qb and offensive lineman coaching counts in the nfl a lot no i i i think i i don't really understand the criticism of him going public with it if he made this decision right which he made this decision before he ever talked to me about it that's where that's if you have an issue with that okay but like once he made the decision going public with it there was no i don't see the issue with that i think he quieted some of the questions, right? There's no questions this week about Salah's job, and that's not a distraction. I think that would have been loud, and it would have been silly to allow that if you had already made the decision they were coming back. So to me, if you want to have an issue with him deciding they're coming back, fine, but like him announcing it, 
I, I don't see a problem there, you know, and in terms of like the backup quarterback and O-line thing, Jake, like let's, let's break this down a little bit. The Browns have done really well. They've done a great job. Kevin Stefanski is probably the coach of the year with a backup quarterback and bat and O-line injuries. Okay. But the Browns also have pretty good interior offensive linemen that didn't get hurt. Petonio, Teller, right. Those are pro bowl, all pro type guys. Other than that, the Colts have done well with Gardner Minshew. Anyone else? Like, there's this idea out there that all these teams are thriving with backup quarterbacks because I think people see a one-off. You know, they see Josh Dobbs win a game. Oh, my God, the Vikings did tremendous with this. They didn't. They're basically in the same boat as the Jets, and they had Kirk Cousins a lot longer than the Jets had Aaron Rodgers. Who else? Who else has done – like, tell me the team that's done really great with a backup quarterback. Yeah, going through the list, they're – you know, there's no, guys who've come in like Case Keenan comes in, wins a game. Wins a but game, only, but like, but Zach won season. four. Again, Zach won five games, and the Jets won six games. Like they lost their quarterback four plays in. Nobody else did that. So I'm not saying Salah did a great job. I am not, but I do think this storyline has gotten a little exaggerated. Of like, look what all these other teams did with a backup quarterback. It's it's not the case. Like, I think too. I think part like I wrote this right at the beginning, Jake. Zach Wilson. The perception of Zach Wilson killed the Jets with their fans, right? Because for you guys, Zach Wilson was never a backup quarterback. Zach Wilson was the player that the team took with the number two pick that was supposed to be the franchise savior. So Zach Wilson playing like crap and winning a game was never good, right? So like, but like if if Josh Dobbs had walked in here, played like crap and won a game, you'd be singing his praises, because he's some guy off the street you had no expectations for. So, like, that to me, like, the Zach thing was tough. And I think that's why he has to get out of here. He has to go somewhere and be a backup quarterback where he is no longer the number two pick, right? I've said, I think I've made this point before in print. I've said here, Solomon Thomas was the number three pick in the draft. None of you guys look at him as the number three pick in the draft. When he makes a tackle for loss, it's like, hey, look, they're getting something out of Solomon Thomas. How great is that? Because there was no expectations for Solomon Thomas. So to me, that that's the tough part with the Jets, with the perception of the backup quarterback thing, is Zach was never graded the same way Tommy DeVito was graded, right? Or even Tyrod Taylor. Like they, they, it's he, He's not looked at the same way. So I think that storyline has gotten a little out of control. The Browns have done a great job. They are pretty much an outlier, though, with, with, with you know how well they've done. And they have the best defense in the NFL. The defense is better than the Jets defense. And Joe Flacco's elite, period. And how about Joe Flacco now getting the week off? They're so good that Joe Flacco's sitting this week. I'd like to go back, Jake, because I'm pretty sure this happened, right? When we were like right after the Rodgers injury, when we were kicking around names, right? And everyone was like, ah, Kirk Cousins or um, Gardner Minshew, not Gardner, uh, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. I'm pretty sure I said Joe Flacco's name just to make you scream. Like I wasn't serious. I just wanted to make, I just wanted to bother you. So I said, like, I said, oh, I could get Joe Flacco. I would love to, I'd love to see, to find that. Retention. Yeah. I'll admit, I'm pretty sure I was against it, of course. But like, of course, like it was like, a, it was to the point, Jake, where I was trolling you saying that. Like it was, there was no way. Well, you also worried about this offensive line with him, where, like you said, the Browns have a couple of great guys in the interior there. So, yeah, that's, you know, Dalvin Cook and Joe Flacco I was wrong on both, been wrong on many things. And, and those were two of them. Um, we got a lot of questions, so we'll probably pick a few more. We're not going to go through all of them here. Um, this one's interesting. Baker, Baker, 9980. Given the track record of JD's draft history, minus 22, and the lack of progress on offense 
awful. Well, someone on the beat at Brian cause question mark asked Douglas slash solid, the year end presser to give a tangible reason why fans should have faith. This regime can turn things around in 2024. Yeah. I'm sure someone's going to ask that if it's me or somebody else, we ask that kind of crap all the time. I asked yesterday about Nate Hackett, you know, that's not a very tough question. I thought it was gonna be harder than that. Yeah, no, that's going to be asked and they'll defend themselves. So they're going to do. And they're going to talk about the progress that's been made. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like that's like get the get jail out of free, get out of jail free card. They're, they're going to use it. When you ask the question, you say thanks to Twitter user Baker Baker 9980 uh, from Lawrence Fodor. Why can't they just move Becton to right tackle? Seems like you'd be good for the running game there as a mauler and not have to worry about the blind side blocking as much. No, no. <laughs> I just, because Becton has not played well at all. He's a walking penalty. I mean, he's got so many penalties, Jake. He's another one. Go somewhere else, get a fresh start. You know, he's, he'll, he won't be a first round pick somewhere else. And maybe he can put it together. I, I, I think it's admirable. He's played this season. He's battled through the pain and played 15, what he played 15 games, I think. But it's it's over. It's over from a guy back then in the Jets. From E. Ryan, Ed Sal is ignoring questions and how using cap money for Cook was unwise relative to other knees. How does he get by just by saying we felt it was the best decision at the time with no follow up? How do we know that they've learned from their mistakes? One of the unfair things about the NFL for head coaches is GMs never talk, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Douglas speaks about four times a year, five times a year, maybe. Robert Sala shouldn't have to answer questions about how money was spent. Was Robert Sala involved in the decision to bring in Dalvin Cook? 100%. Was Robert Sala there negotiating with the agent? No, like that's not his job. That's Joe Douglas's job. So I felt a little bad for him yesterday having to answer those kinds of questions because it was Dalvin, it was Dwayne Brown. Zach's a different story. I think, you know, Zach, he has to answer for more. But these are questions for Douglas, and uh, so I, that's why I don't think we press Salah on it. He's doing his best up there to try to answer the questions. But this is really those were questions that Joe Douglas has to answer more than Robert Sala. From T underscore Delgado 24, assuming no relation to Carlos. What do you think the price tag will be to retain Bryce Huff or will they let him walk to give Will McDonald more play time? I think the price tag for Bryce Huff is going to be fascinating, Jake, because mm-hmm. I think his agent's going to come in here. And I think the Jets are going to come in here. And do they get here, right? Uh, I think it's going to be a very tough negotiation because he is a weird player to put a valuation on, right? He's not he's not Nick Bosa, okay? So he's not top of the line. You know, like with Quinnen last year, it was like, all right, this guy deserves to be paid more than anyone else but Aaron Donald. Right? I think everyone felt that way. So you knew where the – you knew where – Quinnen was probably going to land. They had to they had to work out some things on the years and stuff, but you knew where it was going to land. Bryce Huff, I have no idea where it's going to land because pass rusher, premier edge rushers, like most is getting over $30 million. But Huff's agent come in and ask for 20. Do the Jets come in and say, now we're more like 13 a year? Like, I don't know. I don't know where he is because he's great at what he does and what he does is important but he still plays 30% of the snaps or 40% of the snaps. Like he's still not out there all the time. Uh, he's still, what does he have? Eight sacks. I think, you know, he's not a double digit sack guy. So the, the you know, they're going to throw that statistic at him. Uh, one of my favorite things, Jake is during the season, coaches love to say, oh, sacks aren't important. Right. You always hear that when they, when a team doesn't have a lot of sacks, sacks aren't important. When they get to the negotiating table, they're going to throw the number of sacks in Bryce Huff's face and they're going to use that. So, 
I think it's gonna be a fascinating negotiation. I'm not sure where the number lands. I'm actually, I want to explore that a little bit. I might write something soon about that because I, I, I want to talk to some people and see where they think it's gonna land. Maybe they say it's not a board because it saves them money when they throw it at them in the negotiation. They're not a board. Have less so we can pay you less. I, I don't, as much as he'd be great to come back, I don't think it's worth throwing 18 million a year at him, whatever it's, it might end up being. I just think they have too many other needs, not a ton of other needs, but they have other needs that they got to put money at, especially receivers. I mean, it's tough to let good edge rushers walk out the door, Jake. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this coach loves, loves a good, loves defensive line. We know that. So I don't know. Uh, and like the Will McDonald piece, I don't think you let him walk just because you have Will McDonald. I think you, the more you have, the better at edge rusher. Uh, I think they'll look at it that way. They they want to come at you in waves. Carl Lawson's coming off the books. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very fascinating negotiation. All right, a couple more good ones I wanted to get to. From Rock79, do you see any defensive players being traded for draft equity? Michael Carter, Reed, anyone else? No, no, I don't see that. I, I don't think uh, – I think they like the guys that they have. So I think they'll try to run it back as, as best they can with these guys. From Freak Jet Fan, I'm curious on this one too. Can you shed light on the Jets and MetLife lease? I know they need to give up, need to give 12 months notice to leave by 2025. Any chance they will leave this dump? I don't know. The, I do not know the lease details, Jake. That's that's one I, I don't know off the top of my head. But I'll say I'll say this. I've nosed around before on could the Jets want a new stadium? And what I've been told by people that know is like, Woody, look up Woody Johnson's age real quick, Jake. What's Woody? 76. Right. He's 76 years old. He tried already with the West Side 20, you know, almost 20 years ago. He, he's not going to do it again. So it is not going, I, there's not going to be any discussion of a new stadium while Woody's the owner. I think you're going to have to wait for when his kids take over. And then, then maybe they they try again, but that I think that took a lot out of Woody when he when he tried the stadium and failed. That was a highly political thing. Um, so I, to me, I think I don't think Woody has it in him to do that again at seventy six years old. So I think you're gonna have to wait till uh, his son takes over. That's frustrating. I would love the Jets and especially Queens, but just get them in New York. Like City Field, that won't happen now because they got the soccer team there. Unless they expand that soccer stadium into a football. I mean, whatever many seats the soccer stadium is not enough uh, for Jet fans. But uh, they belong in New York. Long Island even would be good. You get so many Jet fans in Long Island. Make up for leaving my beloved Hofstra. Hearts actually has, I don't even know if I want to hear this, the Joe Flacco cause audio. The audio, yeah. I guess, early in the year. So how good is nicely, Hearts? It was from the first post game of the season discussing replacement. All right, Hearts, let's hear it. Joe Flacco. Nice. I knew that was coming. Oh my God, Broadway <laughs> Joe. Oh my God. Do you think that's even like in the card? Like, is he is he capable of playing? Like. He, they know him, like they, like you know, they know him. The players know him. I mean, he hasn't been in his offense, but I would if I'm looking at that all your list. I think Joe Flacco is more likely than any of those guys. Wow, Cause is right again. Look at that. I said, could he even play? The guy's getting rested. He's so good that he is a week off before the playoffs. Oh my God! They should have listened to the show inside Flacco. That's good archival work there. Going back. Hey, good to- job, Hearts. Week one, nicely produced. Hearts. Yeah, um, yeah. There we go. Another another win in the books for Kaz. Another L uh, for Jake. Uh, let's do. 
Uh, let's see if we got any more good ones from Rusty Jersey. Do we trade for Justin Fields as our backup or draft? I love Justin Fields. This could be another one I'm wrong at. But if you have Rodgers cause for two more years now, I just don't see Fields is already complaining in Chicago. If he's sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for two years, like when he's supposed to be in the prime, I just don't see that working out. It doesn't make any sense to me, Jake, and not not because Justin Fields isn't a good player. I I, I think there's potential there, but I think someone's going to trade for him to be their starter. Like if the Bears decide to move on, I think I think someone's going to look at him and say, "Let's make him a starter." I don't think he's going to go somewhere to be a backup or at least compete for a job. He's not going to go somewhere where there's a starter in place. His style of play is completely different than Aaron Rodgers. Like so, the, with the off, I don't think the offense would fit him. So it just I you know. It doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, and I think you're going to want an established veteran backup quarterback, right? I don't, I, I think there's still questions about Justin Fields. The ceiling, his ceiling is going to be higher than anyone you sign as a backup, but his floor might not be as high. All right. There's some more, but I think we've done enough. We've gone on long enough. So if we didn't get to it, we're sorry, but we got to as many questions as we could here in a 45 minute extended show. The show's ending. We're, we're five making a little longer. We'll cause safe travels to and from Foxborough and, uh, you know, hopefully get snowstorm scary. You don't want to be stuck in Rhode Island and, and Foxborough. Uh, one of the more boring places to be stuck uh, in. I'll be stuck somewhere boring, Jake. I don't want to be stuck on the side of I-95. That's where I don't want to be stuck. So. Do you got a you got four wheel drive in your car? What do you drive? Uh, I think I'm going to rent a car. Oh, so, I, I try to rent a car, and not put miles on my car when we go to Foxborough. Are you going to rent like a Jeep? You're going to rent a good yeah, snow maybe. car, I hope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ford Expedition. All right. Well, we'll be back Tuesday to close out this season, and we'll close this episode of Gangs All Here Next. Obviously, I've got a lot of faith in him. He's, uh, but I do feel like we've gotten better, especially over the last uh, this last half of the season. Alrighty, thanks to all our fans on Twitter for those questions. A lot of good questions, um, so we appreciate it. And you know, Kaz is right again. You know, I was wrong on Flacco, man. It would be very intriguing if Week One injury happens, they sign Joe Flacco, and like he's the quarterback for most of the season again with an offensive line, a banged up offensive line. Who knows how the injuries play out of Flacco your quarterback? You know, maybe he gets rid of the ball quicker. Guys don't get hurt. Who knows how everything plays out, but. It's fascinating to think of the thought of, you know, what if Flacco was here and it wasn't Zach, it wasn't Simeon, it wasn't Boyle. But it's something we'll never know. We'll just have to watch Flacco lead the Browns in the playoffs. And they're an intriguing, underrated Super Bowl bet, Super Bowl pick. I think it was like plus 3,500 to win the Super Bowl with that defense, with a guy who won a Super Bowl at quarterback. A fascinating option there and a fascinating show today. We thank you for listening to episode 176 of Gangs All Year, just podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartsville, me producing the show. And for finding that clip, Kaz is right in Cook. He was right in Flacco. And, you know, he covers the game. You know, he does this full time. He's, he's going to be right more than me. 90% of the, I'll say 90, you know, the 10% chance I'll be right sometimes. But he's going to be right. So good job there by Hearts and good job by Kaz. And make sure you watch us on that New York Post Sports YouTube page. You can watch all episodes there. You can see that I am almost cleanly shaven. I have the little soul patch on the bottom. But uh, New Year's Eve, I was home. I was alone for New Year's. Kind of sucked. But I shaved. And I said, I got to keep a little bit. It's nice to, like, feel the little hair underneath there. But otherwise, it looks terrible but uh on a personal note you know i'm on day four now going on day four no soda so trying to eliminate that diet coke uh eat healthier eating home you know i think i've already lost a couple of pounds so it, it really is crazy when you eat healthier and you don't drink soda not even working out you can drop weight 
pretty quickly. So we'll get an update maybe uh, if we have a free agency show in March. Maybe I'll get down uh, some pounds. So we appreciate you watching the New York Post Sports YouTube. Give us a like, thumbs up below, comment below. What do you want to happen Sunday? Do you want the Jets to win and end the streak and send Belichick packing? Do you, like me, want them to play close, have a moral victory, but lose so they don't fall out of the top 10 and maybe lose out of one of the offensive linemen? Because I can see it now. I can see them winning. The Patriots either get two or three. They get that franchise quarterback, and that quarterback beats them twice next year. Like, or down the road for the next decade, they, they are beat by this, whoever that quarterback is. And I, I just don't want to see that happening. And we'll go back, and then maybe we'll go back to the audio of this show and say, look, you were right, Jake. Or we'll say you were wrong, and that quarterback ends up sucking. Subscribe and catch up on all old episodes on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. Again, I think we're going to delay the finale till Tuesday because we'll wait to see what happens on Monday. So stay tuned for the next episode and the season finale of Gangs All Here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Enjoy the finale on Sunday, and we'll talk to you Tuesday on the final episode of the year of Gangs All Here. Joe Flacco.